a lot of this knee-jerk reaction, just shutting people down for for the things they have to say, like that is that is absolutely a whole control chaos thing, right? No, 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 no. You're 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 too chaos. You're you're what you're saying is too much in conflict with my own understanding of how things are that I can't even listen to it. Right. That's like the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like, yeah, like cognitive dissonance is actually like, is actually a response to the feeling of chaos. This is way of the artist with Brandon Colby cook and Evan Schulte exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. It's been a minute, Brandon. It has been a minute. I mean, it's probably been, what, I want to say like a month since we've recorded? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not not, not that that was the plan. No. Not that that was the plan, but, you know, it's been kind of a, a chaotic, I suppose, might be a word to describe things in my life for the last little bit. I think you can maybe relate to that a little bit as well. Hence while it's why it's been a while since we've recorded and uh, it feels like it's been a lifetime. <laughs> the last month has felt like a lifetime. And so we're just, you know, we caught up a little bit, but I just wanted to dive into this conversation and just you know, because I feel like we've been, there's probably a lot of stuff that we've just been sitting on for a while, uh, both of us, and just was kind of interested in seeing where this conversation would go. Although I will admit, I may have planted a word in here that my, that I felt might be worth exploring, which is chaos. Mm. Um, you know, because that's something that I've definitely been aware of and looking at recently is just is in being in a situation that's at least feels chaotic I get and and that's part of it I suppose is that it's not even necessarily that it actually is chaos but sometimes we feel like things are chaos and even if things are chaotic how we respond to chaos and what is the role of chaos maybe like there's just there's been a lot of stuff around around that word for me uh so that might be something we can explore in this conversation, but I will, I'll finish off my opener here with just a very simple, it's good to be back. And, uh, and I hope you feel the same way too, Brandon. <laughs> that sounds like a song. <laughs> it's good to be back. And I hope you feel the same way too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually, I do. Yeah. I miss these conversations. They're important. And, uh, uh, life, life is an adventure. Sometimes, you know, you go, you go on a, you go on a bit of a ride here and there. And yeah, you know, I think that's the longest we've probably not had a conversation for in, in like, I don't know how many years, maybe, maybe even since the beginning. So <laughs> that was quite a break. And, you know, I think part of these conversations, which is so good is, is just us kind of shooting the shit and talking it out and, saying, Hey, what's going on? And, you know, I would say to anybody out there, you know, it's good to have a friend that you connect with 
on a regular basis and just talk about things in your life that I don't know, you care about. And, um, you know, and, and I think, uh, I, I think it's important, you know, I think it's important that we connect on that stuff, but chaos, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I found that chaos, it can shut us down. That's that's kind of a lesson I'd say I learned over the last month about chaos. It can shut us down and we have to often be conscious about, about overcoming the chaos in our lives and not letting it, not letting it stop us. Although I will say, I do think that there is, there are times where it can be okay to let the chaos be for a minute, let it sit, let it slow things down. I do think that there is uh, you know, so I do think there's some room for that. I don't think it's all bad. I think sometimes chaos can let you take a moment to just gather your thoughts, collect yourself, figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to reapproach something that happened for me this month, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the move again. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this is the last move for a while, but I've been on an adventure for, I'd say the last couple of years. And there's been a lot of moving around and a lot of big changes and big shifts and, and all of this. And, uh, when, when you are somewhat nomadic, like I've been chaos, you know, it becomes almost a little bit normal. You you become a little bit used to things being a little bit crazy and ungrounded. And what I found in the chaos of kind of the adventure is like, wow, I really appreciate settling in somewhere and feeling like there's a certain amount of a future in that place. And that could be not just a place that could be with a relationship or with anything. But I've found that yeah, that steadiness, that security, that solidness of like having things kind of grounded. And well, there's two things that have come up and the reason why I'll share both of them. So first of all, in this, in this latest kind of search for the next place, um, I've had to jump through some, some hoops to try to find the, to try to find the ideal place of where I want to live. And for those of you who who are in Vancouver or BC, you know what I'm talking about rent and just finding places and buying places and everything has all gone crazy. It's all just mm -hmm. wild. And it's, it's, uh, you know, things are way overpriced. Our, our whole economy is all kind of in a funky little place right now. And what's happened is the long and the short of it. And I, I'll just bring this into the picture because it gives a context is that we don't have enough places for the amount of people we have, which has basically made the game skewed and given too much power to one party and not enough power to another. And it puts things in a uh, interesting place. Anyway, I'm in the middle mm -hmm. of it trying to figure out how to find a new place. And, um, so anyway, I, I went through this experience. I'm like, Oh man, you know, the world is unfair. This sucks. This is like, you know, the timing is off and blah, blah, blah. And I, I victimed for a little bit there for a day or two. And I was like, you know what, Brandon, like, let's just, let's just sit down with yourself. Let's talk about your emotions, you know, for a second, we're not going to hang out in them, but let's just acknowledge it. I'm fucking angry. 
mm-hmm. angry, I'm frustrated, I'm annoyed. And I went through all the feelings and I was like, okay, let's just feel them out. This is how you feel. You know what? There's some legitimacy to your feelings. These feelings you have, they're not, they're not out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel the way you feel right now who are around here. Okay, great. And I let myself process it. I let myself deal with it. And then I'm like, you know what? That's fine. This is how I feel today. And then I, I went to sleep. I sent a little prayer out that evening. I woke up this morning with a fucking powerful attitude. With it, just a trans transformational night. Like, I don't know what I dreamt about. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but between yesterday and today, I woke up with what I kind of call uh, a fuck you attitude, which <laughs> is that, you know what? You don't want kind. me? Fuck you. You know what I mean? You know what? You know what? I don't care if if I don't add up to your standard because I'm gonna add up to that standard. If that's the bar that's set, I'm gonna I'm I'm not only gonna meet that bar, I'm gonna go so fucking far above that bar that I'm the obvious choice. And this is an attitude that's like the champion's attitude, you know. And I learned that mm-hmm. in sports is you go, that team's better than us fuck them. I'm going to be so much better than them. I'm going to train so much harder than they train. I'm going to do everything right. And you know what? Maybe I'm not able to do it today, but you better watch out for me tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, because whatever you put in front of me, I'm not only going to match that, I'm going to best that. And, and, and this mentality, chaos can teach you to rise up and become so much better. And so you know, as you bring this word in, I don't know, I kind of wanted to run with it. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? Chaos, chaos can kind of beat you down a little bit. It can make you feel small for a moment. But if you have that attitude of like, you know what, if that's how the game's played, then I just got to be better. I'm not going to sit here and complain and whine. I'm not going to be a loser, you know, and, and a loser is a mindset. In my opinion, you're not a loser mm-hmm. as a person, but you can think like a loser and I can think like a loser, right? We can all do that. But you gotta you gotta look at chaos and be like, let me organize this shit. Let me put this together. Let me let me go and do something with it. And I'll figure it out. I just mm-hmm. need to learn how this works. I just need to learn the game. I just need to learn what the standards are. And then I can meet them. But it was only chaos. And this is the last thing I'll say. It was only chaos because I didn't understand the rules of the game. I didn't understand where the standards were at. And I showed up to the party ill-prepared and unequipped. And that's mm-hmm. all. And next time I arrive, I will be well prepared and fully equipped because I know what I'm up against and I know what I'm I'm gonna meet, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's in some ways how I look at chaos. It's it does, it makes you feel small for a moment and, and it, it your life's disorganized and everything's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you and, gonna do? You know? <laughs> it, it, I mean it certainly yeah. can. Yeah, it certainly can. Well, it can do that. Yeah, maybe and, not always, but yeah. yeah, and and because I think that you know, it's it's chaos. I think can be a very ugly word in our in our culture. You know, it's like it's this it's this thing where like, oh, chaos can't have that. You know, but it's chaos as you've been been talking about your own you know very recent <laughs> interactions with it and. And uh, and thinking of some of my my own move also included moving's always a, feels very chaotic, uh, and it's it's very stressful and and all of those things. But chaos is, I think, is also a teacher to us. Like it's it in in so many different ways. It, like it can 
you know, chaos can, and it sometimes can do that by breaking us down <laughs> a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it challenges, chaos can challenge our, our views and our beliefs on things, our ideas about the world or even our ideas about, about ourself, you know, cause I know for myself it was, you know, like with having a, you know, like a, a one-year-old and trying to move, like it was, it was a lot more challenging than I thought it was, than, than I even realized that it, it was going to be and trying to do a move with a, with, with a kid. And it just felt so, it just felt so overwhelming and, and like there was zero control over anything, you know, no matter how much you wanted to, you, you wanted to have some control over the situation. There were moments where it just felt absolutely impossible. And it was interesting just in terms of the way that I was responding to it and the degree of agitation that I was living with on a, on a day-to-day basis. And it was something that I was really shocked by something that I was really even uh, alarmed by. And I was like, is this how I respond to this kind of situation? Is this the person that I am in this situation? And so it, it showed me a lot about things about myself that I didn't really, really care for necessarily. And, and that, so it, it brought a level of introspection to myself and, and like, okay, so how do I want to be able to respond to these things? How, how can I let go of some of this stress? How much of, of this is unnecessary for me mm. to be applying to myself right now? Have I, are the expectations that I've set upon myself creating part of this feeling of chaos and you know definitely yes to all of those things in in many regards um so you know chaos can teach you a lot and the other thing i you know i you know me brandon i love to point these things out but there's always i'm always fascinated by these dualities that exist because control and chaos are as with any duality, there are sides of the same coin. And that relationship between control and chaos, I mean, I think in terms of the artist and what the artist is like, that's, that is very much always in play because, you know, art doesn't really happen without some chaos, which mm-hmm. we could also describe, you know, we talk a lot about the unknown. Well, chaos is the unknown. Yes. Chaos is the thing that you don't control. And it's about, you know, and, and you hear a lot of different artists talk about controlled chaos as being kind of the recipe for how art happens, you know, where you're taking this thing that you don't control, which is this creative spark that you don't necessarily know where it comes from. And it can be, you know, it's full of so many emotions and possibilities and directions and, and there's a lot happening with a creative spark, but it's also very exciting, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's, it's the excitement factor of the whole thing. And then you have to take that and you have to introduce it to this thing that you have, that you have learned to do, you know, this thing that you have, have begun to develop 
and hopefully on the other side of that thing by introducing those things together something really interesting moving whatever comes comes out of it but yeah i think that i think chaos gets a bit of a bad rap and i think that having a better relationship with chaos is is something for us all to look at because it's like it's not necessary it's not an adversary it's actually it's actually a friend mm-hmm. right and even as disruptive as as it can be because and and I'll leave it on on one last point in the more philosophical realm <laughs> i suppose but that whole argument again because it's a it's a duality. You know, you hear people say it's like, oh, everything's just chaos. The world's just chaos, da 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 da. It's like, well, that's quite obviously not true because there's no context to ca- of chaos without there being control. Right. Right. There's no, there's no, like, if it's just, if everything's just chaos all the time, right? Well, then that would just be the way it is. We would have no, no sense of that being a different, state or being a different kind of energy without having its opposite also in play. So, um, yeah, they're sides to the same coin. They're, they're, I think control and chaos are, are part of the creative, the whole sort of creative motion, I suppose. Yeah. I thought actually, as you're talking there, that it's only chaos because you don't understand it or in Mm. the moment it's happening in a way in which you don't necessarily know all the moving parts and all the pieces that are at play, right? Like, or maybe also because you're resisting it. Yeah. Maybe as well. Yeah. And like, that's a big part of it. Resistance is a big part of it because, you know, sometimes you're getting told a very clear message and you just want it to be another way. And then it feels like chaos because you're not getting what you want. And you know, I am a firm believer, like, uh, that things, they, they work out for a reason and they, they play out for, for reasons that are so beyond your awareness. And, you know, you do given enough time, you tend to see why they worked out the way they worked out. But in the moment when you're in, when you're in the middle of it, it's very difficult. And, you know, I, some people don't like this word, man, but I'll throw it in there. It's like faith, man. You got to have a little bit of faith. Like, because Mm -hmm. the thing is, is like, look, if you want to do anything great in your life, you got to have a little bit of faith. You just have to have a little bit at least because, you know, you, if you don't have any faith, man, you'll never go for anything great. You'll never do anything big or bold or risky or out there in the unknown. And you'll, you'll always play small. You know, and that's why I think faith is such an important thing. You know, sometimes it's faith in, you know, God, and sometimes it's faith in, in just yourself. And sometimes it's faith in the universe. And sometimes it's whatever in the project that you're doing, that it'll work out, that you'll find a way that you'll figure it out, that people, the right people will show up at the right time and the right things will happen when they need to, and you'll never be forsaken. You know, these types of things are are so important. And if you, if you have that belief you know, you, you are going to be willing to try things that most people would think were crazy, but you need a little crazy to do great things. You need a little bit of crazy, you know, and, and it's only crazy to the people who have no faith, you know, and whatever that might be, but, you know, 
I look at my life and, and, you know, I try to remind myself when I'm in a place of chaos, like, man, you, you know, it always, you, you always find a way and you're, you're, you know, there's, there's, and I, I don't think it's about just taking stupid risks or, or being careless. I do think you want to be mindful and considerate. And we've had these conversations before, but you might not understand the chaos that's around you, but if you, if you do good things and you put good things in motion, the, they tend to have an impact later. You never know what you're doing today. The seeds you plant today, you never know the impact that they'll have tomorrow. And that's why, you know, if, if you think the world is forsaking you, if you think the world is letting you down, look at your behavior from six months ago and six years ago, several, several, several years ago, whatever it was like, look back and you'll start to see that you forsaked you. You're the one that took the easy road. You're the one that did the thing that planted the weed or the, the bad seed that you're reaping now. You know, you reap what you sow, right? So that's why, you know, every day, try to do the kind thing. Try to go out of your way. Walk the extra mile. Help somebody out. Um, be good to people. Be kind when you don't have to be kind. Try to have compassion for somebody. It's really hard to have compassion for. There might be a day where you need someone to have compassion for you when it's really hard to have compassion for you. And if you start planting these seeds today, you're going to find out that on the back end, down the road, when you really need it, those seeds will have, they will have grown and you won't even have noticed. And all of a sudden you'll be in the, the garden of this wonderful thing you planted and boom. And that's what faith really is. You know, it's, it's that I, you know, I'm, I'm out here and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do good things. And sometimes people take advantage of me and sometimes, you know, it doesn't always work out. And sometimes I get lied to, and sometimes I get betrayed. And sometimes these things happen, but I'm out here and I'm doing these good things and I'm planting these seeds and I'm trying, man, I'm fucking trying. And then when you need it, all those seeds that you planted, they come back around and they're there and they're, and there and there and people and it's not just the things you did it's the person you are because there's a quality that starts to come out of a person when they continually be kind and and giving and caring and and people see that in you and they acknowledge that in you and and we all admire that you know so if you go for your dreams we all admire that i believe and i think what happens is we all want to do that. So when we see someone out there that's doing that, we look at them and we go, you know what? I want to help them do it. And yeah, of course, there's going to be those jealous, envious people and all of those types around, right? But, you know, it only takes one person to change your whole life. It only takes one person to help you. Often that person's you, but sometimes it's someone else that just comes in like an angel and they just help you out, right? And, and that's all you needed. And uh, when I teach storytelling, Evan, I'm just going to share one more thing. I, I teach storytelling and one of the big lessons in my classes, and I'll give you guys this for free, if you're writing a story or you're, you're, you're making a movie or you're doing something like that, there's always a moment where your character should hit and it's called the rock bottom. And you've probably heard of this term before, the rock bottom moment. But in the rock bottom moment, which I've been through a number of times, the character or the person in real life, whatever it might be, is, is needs to experience it 
The audience watching them needs to experience it as though, what are they going to do? They, they have no chance. It is over. Like it needs to feel like it is over. And that's when you have faith that, you know, you look and you're like, I'm going to hang in there. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to just keep going and we'll, let's just see. And then I call it the hand of God moment. And it's the step that somehow appears out of nowhere, which allows you to begin the climb out of the deep, dark valley that you're in of rock bottom. And then you climb. And I always tell my, I always tell my clients, you climb to the climax of your life, win or lose, whatever happens at that climatic moment, you, you know, you've won already because you rose from the fucking ashes to the climax, to the top, to the, to the peak of whatever that was supposed to be. And that's, you know, you start to see chaos is ultimately organized if you have faith, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in the, when you're in the unknown, when you're in that lost space, right? It, it, there's, you know, and you just gotta, you gotta believe that there's a step. And sometimes it's one you, you somehow managed to plant in your past and it showed up for you, or sometimes it's just the right person at the right time comes along and they just give you, they give you a hand when no one else would. And you decide to take that hand. But if you don't believe the hands there and you don't believe the steps there, then you'll never look for it and you'll never take it. And some people don't. And that's that in my, in my world is a tragedy. And, mm -hmm. and in life, everything is either a tragedy or it's a comedy <laughs> <laughs> because you laugh when you get out of this bullshit that you find yourself in. If you, if you find the step or get the hand, but it's a tragedy because you never found why that deep, dark pit was actually so valuable for you. That's a tragedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember, you know, like this whole thing of, of faith and, and I'm realizing like this has a lot to do with it. Uh, some years ago when I did not knowing what I had gotten myself into, but a very worthwhile thing, I did a, a course in miracles for anyone who's familiar with that. And it's probably like, Oh yeah. And like probably nodding their head or they think it's a bunch of hooey nonsense, whatever you think. Uh, <laughs> I found it useful, but uh, there used to be, you would basically every day there was like a new lesson, I guess lesson slash like almost uh, like a mantra that you would take with yourself for, for the day, something that you would try and just, you say it to yourself a few times a day. And, and the, the goal of it, as I understand was to really just point out, help you recognize patterns in your, in your thoughts and, and in your behaviors and stuff. And one of the ones that really stuck out for me in there, and it's probably repeated a few times, but it was like, I do not know what this is for. And I forget about this one, but like whenever I remember, I was like, oh, that's a good one to just keep in the repertoire <laughs> because there are moments where there's something that's going on in your life that you would probably never ask for or ask to have happen that is now becoming a part of your story <laughs> mm -hmm. it's becoming a part of your life story and the words i do not know what this is for can really add a lot of perspective and even comfort 
when you might really need it as well. But to me, it's a, that's a statement of faith, mm. right? It's a statement of faith in the thing that is happening, right? In the face of, of basically chaos, right? <laughs> Something, some kind of chaos is happening in front of me. It's challenging some, some part of me or part of my life. And to be able to say, I do not know what this is for kind of gives you like a little bit of distance from the thing. Cause I think part of the problem with chaos and, and why it can be so difficult is like, you're just, it's like, you're just in it, you know, and it feels like you're just being like tossed around, like you're inside of a dryer or something like that. And you're just getting whipped around. And it's, it's like to say, I do not know what this is for. is almost like just getting yourself out of the dryer for a second, getting yourself out of that tumbling kind of thing even if just for a moment, right? And maybe get some, some clarity, but it's, it's a faith, it's a faith thing, you know, that almost asks you, that almost asks you, it's like, okay, well, you don't know what this is for. This thing is happening, but what if it was for something positive? What mm. if this was all happening for something good? What might be the message in this mess? <laughs> right and 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 you might discover the lesson that is there it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be any more happy about it but there there might be a new i don't know a new place that you can find in yourself with that right some some sense of resolve some sense of uh, even openness and curiosity about what's what's happening to just be like oh okay okay this all seems to be happening for this reason I mean I know I definitely can recognize this from from this move that me and my wife and, and our little son are are going through like it was so intense not only because of having a, a small child in, in the middle of a move, but also because, you know, we're, we're moving into a tiny house that, you know, is, is like, we're not going to be able to fit so much of our stuff and having to like really come to terms with the amount of stuff that we have and, and understanding that, you know, like it's, there's all of these things that, have these little things that have happened along the way that have felt so overwhelming that but I can recognize that there's an element to which it has really been showing me how much I want to simplify so many things in my life how much how much I want to really purge myself of materials and, and materialism and, and all of these things, because I'm like, this is such a burden, you know, like all of this stuff is such a burden and knowing that where, where we have to go and what we have to do with all of this stuff, it's, it's that feeling uh, that, that overwhelm and that stress and, and that chaos is, is really just driving home sort of how painful it can actually be, how painful stuff can actually be in your life. Mm 
which is something that I don't think that like, I've never even put it into terms like that, even for myself until this moment, but just how much, how painful your stuff can be on your life. Yeah, totally. Well, being, being as nomadic as I've been in the last couple of years, you know, big moves, big transitions, big changes. Yeah. Stuff is like, it's like an anchor and it ties you to a place and you feel, well, I should say I feel, but I imagine it would be similar for anyone is you feel like you can't really leave it because you, you know, I have to move this stuff. I got to figure that out. I got to do this. And, and, you know, and the, the openness to change becomes more and more difficult and more complicated. And there's a lot of practice and detachment and letting go and um, trusting that the right things will come into the, into back into your life when you need them. And that sometimes things have to go and this might be the only way you'll ever let them go. And, you know, there were, I mean, from all the projects and productions that I did throughout my career as a filmmaker and a producer, man, like one day I went through all my files and everything. And I was like, I cleared out half of them and I'd just been lugging the stuff around with me, you know, where I've been going. And I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't need it. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't need this. And, you know, and there were there were some projects where like they were very important to me and, you know, there was like keepsakes and types of things that came with them. And, you know, I was very, I'm very proud of my, my film career and, and a lot of the stuff that I did, especially the independent stuff that, you know, the stuff that really no one would really know about, but me and the people that worked on them, you know, the stuff that almost kind of fades into oblivion over time, but they were so important in your life and, you know, and, and letting, what part of that can I let go? And what part of that do I keep, you know, these types of decisions you make and, you know, and if it's going to have space in my life, it should really be something I actually value. I shouldn't be hanging on to something that I don't really need and doesn't, cause like, what am I after here? What am I trying to keep here? You know, um, you know, I'll, I'll admit something actually, now that I think of it early on in my, in my film career, I kept a lot of stuff almost because I wanted to prove, I think, to somebody that I had a career. You know, because I feel like as actors and, and filmmakers and writers, when we get a project, it's such a big deal, especially early on in your career. And it's just like, I fucking booked something. They, they fucking chose me. I got hired. They want me, you know, and that's such a big deal. And, you know, and you, you, you know, and then there you know, maybe you feel real proud of a film you did, but maybe it didn't really get that notoriety or that acclaim or whatever, but it was like, it mattered and, and, you know, you don't want to let it go, you know? And so stuff like that. But mm. I, um, I was thinking about one thing you said in particular was that you're going to get a message and it doesn't mean you're going to like it. Yeah. That, that really hit, that really hit home for me because I feel like that's the thing is like, sometimes we think, Oh, I'm going to get this message and then it all makes sense and I'll be happy. And it's like, no. sometimes you're going to get a message that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear it, but you're not going to like it. Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes. I recently released a book called the actor's awakening, connecting spirituality to craft, expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. 
Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. An example, you need to end that relationship. That's a bad, toxic relationship, friendship, romantic, whatever parent, this is not good for you. And you don't like that message. And the message mm -hmm. is loud and clear coming straight through on a speakerphone. It's just like, like amplified and you still don't want to hear it. And you're getting it loud and clear and you're still like, nope, can't be that message. I don't want that message, you know? And sometimes with the chaos is so simple. If you just listened to the message that is being broadcasted to you, right? That you need to you need to change. You need to do the thing. You need to get rid of the thing or go for the thing or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that we we keep chaos. And here's the last thing I'll say, because I don't want to forget this one other point. I actually also find that when we don't have enough chaos in our lives by going after the things that are in our heart, we create bullshit chaos in our life to make it more interesting. And I see this with people. Sometimes they create drama in their life. And I'll tell you, when you start going after your goals and your dreams, you don't have any time for that nonsense. Mm. And when people start creating drama and bullshit in your life, you're like, okay, this isn't working, you know, because I got enough fucking challenges. I don't need you causing yeah. drama in my life. You know what I mean? And the people that stay are the ones that respect and respond to that well. And the ones that leave are the ones that don't. And, uh, you know, if you're creating chaos in your life, it means it's it's a symptom, I believe, of you not going after what actually matters and you're bored because you're you're playing it too safe and you're playing it too small. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, you know, there's people that that I've met and known in my life where I've seen that whole thing play out where I'm just like, what the, what the fuck are you, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Like, it's, it's like, you can, you can see the, something being made out of nothing. Yes. You know, like, and it's because I, it's interesting because I'm sure that there's, we bring a, bring a psychologist on, on the show and they can maybe verify if <laughs> what I'm saying has any, any weight to it. But it's like, I think that it's almost people create this kind of chaos because it's a way of confronting the chaos that they truly don't have any control over. Mm. You know, like, yeah, yeah. They, maybe they create it so that they feel control over the chaos because yeah, like they, they don't, they feel yeah. like they're participating in it somehow. Yeah. So it's like, okay, stir up some drama, stir up some shit because at least I stirred it up and it, and it, and it's in some way to, I think maybe confront the chaos of, the big questions and something what you something in what you said as well made me realize like oh yeah chaos is actually the truth teller yeah well yeah isn't that kind of nice. a weird thing there like nice chaos catch. is kind yeah. of a truth teller totally. because the whole thing of the message you might not like the message right now later on like you'll be the, happy the you love, heard it. I, I like to think of it too the truth teller another term you could call it like the loving the 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 loving critic Mm. the one who's going to tell you like, Hey, you know what? 
you're, you're being lazy. You're sitting on your ass. There's more to you than you're giving yourself credit for. And you don't like to hear that, you know, stop doing the thing you're doing. That's not good for you. And you, you, you don't like that person because they're rocking your comfort, but really they're the one that loves you. They're the, you know, they're the parent, the, the mentor, the guide that's saying like, put the bad thing down and do the good thing. And, and that's the truth. And that's the real love. Right. But the truth teller sometimes comes with an uncomfortable truth. They come with something that you need to hear, but you don't want to yeah. hear. And it creates and think, chaos in your life because you can't keep the comfort anymore if you listen. Think, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's maybe like a way in which we can understand the, the good chaos from the bad chaos. Right, totally. Because the bad chaos is just is just turning shit up yes. in a way. Like it's it's really... It's really almost completely maniacal and and whereas there's a kind of chaos that can happen in your life when you're being presented with a truth and that chaos felt because it's it because of, of what it's challenging right it's it's challenging that thing that you that you've known that you felt that you've that you've known for all the time like and any this is the thing is that like anytime you have an interaction with another person you are dealing with a little bit of chaos Totally. Yeah. Like you, like a, valid, another person yeah. enters into your life, right? And like, like we are right now, we're having a conversation. There's a little bit of chaos that's going on right now because I don't really know what you're going to say, right? I don't really know what's going to, going to happen next, right? And, and you know, it's interesting. It's like, it, it makes me think of the state of conversation in our world right now, which, you know, I, I am optimistic that, that we are heading back to a place where people can have respectful exchanges of, of ideas and differ on things. But you know, that's, that's a lot of this knee jerk reaction, just shutting people down for, for the things they have to say. Like that is, that is absolutely a whole control chaos thing, right? No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're too chaos. You're, you're, what you're saying is too much in conflict with my own understanding of how things are that I can't even listen to it. Right. That's like the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like, yeah, like cognitive dissonance is actually like, is actually a response to the feeling of chaos. Right. And, and yeah, yeah. Because we don't yeah. like it. Because again, we have such a no. terrible relationship for the most part to chaos. Like we're we're very much like, no, we must control everything. We must, you know, and and to control things, it means we have to manipulate. It means we have to do all kinds of things. We have to be in denial of things. Like there's it there's all kinds of shit that that, that does to us. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with it, but there's just I, I'm this whole thing of chaos as the truth teller. Right. And, and to me again, yeah. I'll, I'll just reiterate. I think that there's, there is a, it's important for us to learn how to distinguish it. I, I can't say that I know how to do this cause I'm just sort of, you know, talking this out for the first time myself here with, with you, but there is this difference between, between chaos. That's just really, that's just really kind of wild and and destructive versus the chaos that is truth telling and creative mm -hmm. 
right? And it's it's this theme that that actually gets played played around with quite a bit. And the thing that that jumps to my mind as far as like things that that there's no almost no better sort of characterization of chaos in modern storytelling than perhaps the Joker, right? Especially the way in which. Uh, the most recent sort of portrayals like Heath Ledger and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Sorry, Jared Leto. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll just be looking Get at those two <laughs> for the moment. And But there's something particularly Heath Ledger. Like there was, like he was just chaos, you know, like pure chaos. And there's something about that figure in which, you know, there's, he's so there's something so attractive and seductive because there is something that in what he's saying that is true, right? There's something like, and I'm trying to remember, it's been a while since I've watched them, but there was something about what he was doing. He's like, he's like, if we, he basically he's like, if we strip these people down to whatever, it's like, they're, they're animals, they'll eat each other. And it's like, in a way it's like, yeah, he's, he's introducing chaos into these people everyone's assumptions of control right and he's this embodiment however he's also just this destructive complete destructive force he's not really trying to create anything mm-hmm. right he's just trying to fuck shit up all the time yeah right and uh and so there's there's an element to which he's wrong at the end, like towards the end of the movie, he discovers that he's wrong. Nobody's willing to hit the trigger to blow up the other boat. Right. Right. No one's willing to do it because it isn't just chaos, right? There is something that's gluing people together. There is something that's keeping this whole thing from going completely off the rails. And in response to that, he was just going to blow up one of the boats anyhow. Right. Because that's, that was what he had in a way in a way yeah the people not not detonating the boat was was chaos to him right it was introducing a chaos to his sen- to his own control which was he thought this is what this was exactly how this was going to play out yeah these people want these people were going to kill each other and when they didn't he had to make like he he couldn't he couldn't process that right Sorry. Well, thank you for no, letting me go on I that mean, rant. A, I was just like, I've got to yeah, watch no. the Dark Knight again. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, it's uh, the Heath Ledger one and the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, like between those two. Um, the Joaquin Phoenix gives you a little bit more of the underbelly of where he came from, uh, which is interesting because, you know, you, you know, there is a certain amount of when something's built poorly it's built or it's been it's been corrupted or poisoned or uh soured or whatever it's just it's rotten there's something about chaos which is so good about being the thing that needs to dismantle a rotten thing you know it's uh you know the the destruction and creation right like you know, as artists, we don't always talk about destruction. We tend to focus more on the creation side of things, but destruction is very much a part of the creative process. And if 
you don't believe me, try writing a screenplay because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to rewrite your, if you really want to do it well, you're going to have to reevaluate. You might have to take away scenes that you liked. You might have to, there's a lot of stuff. You might have to erase entire characters, write them again, do different things. Right. So there's all sorts of stuff that's somewhat destructive to the creative process, but destruction creates room for the creativity in a lot of ways. And I was thinking about this, uh, you know, I was thinking about this bad chaos, good chaos, right? Like, and I think it's very important to distinguish what we're talking about when we're saying bad chaos, because to me, bad chaos is manufactured chaos. Mm. It's not things that lead to destruction. That doesn't make it bad chaos. That that could be good chaos. Sometimes it's a good thing when things get destroyed. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's a thing and it has good and bad and it's a little bit gray, right? But that that uh, that bad destruction, and if you look at art, bad art is manufactured just like chaos. And uh, I think the big thing about chaos is that you know, if you really truly want to write a screenplay, for example, and I'm sure it works the same for acting. You could talk about this to some degree for filmmaking and all these other things, painting and whatever. There has to be a certain amount of you letting it have a bit of a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And you don't know when it will begin to take its own life, like when it will begin to, to, to go from you were in control and all of a sudden you're not in control and that transformation and that transition from I got this to, whoa, I'm just keeping up. But that's really what what artists are after, right? We're, we're like after that flow, that flow state, they call it, you know, that place of like, wow, man, like I just, I just dropped in. And then, and then I, I and then you just want to get back, you know? And, you know, I think the thing about chaos is like, if you look at manufactured art or manufactured chaos, there's a falseness to it. It's not real. And it's almost like when I think of like manufactured chaos, I always think of like high school, you know, where people are making a big deal out of nothing. Right. And it's like, maybe for them, it's real. Maybe for some people in high school, it's real. But then there are this, those, some people, they're just shit disturbers. They're just trying to, you know, they're just, trying to create something out of nothing. They want some drama in their life or whatever, you know, or they're talking about somebody behind their back when they probably shouldn't. And it creates drama and it creates someone gets hurt. And, you know, that's all bullshit. You don't need to do that. None of that stuff needs to happen. That's all manufactured nonsense. Mm -hmm. But when you are the person who's not manufacturing it, sometimes you're dealing with people who are, and they're manufacturing it doesn't necessarily make it bad for you. It's not good that it's there. I'm not saying that, but you, you learn to respond and deal with people that are false and chaos, you know, chaos is interesting, right? Because it, it some ways helps you know who, the, who the toxic people are. And I'm not saying that the person is toxic necessarily, like they're just a toxic person, but they're in a they're in a toxic energy. They're in a toxic wave. They're in a toxic place. And they're bringing that to the table. And like, you know, Helen Mirren, I think it was, said like the one thing she would have done more of is tell more people to fuck off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it was her who said that. 
Either yeah. way, I agree with that. If I could tell my younger self to do more, one thing more, I would have told more people to fuck off. More people who brought their manufactured drama bullshit into my life, I would have said, just fuck off. Like, I'm done with you. I would have moved away or I would have pushed them out or I would have done something, but I never would have sat around in it. And I would have moved on with my life and I would have got on with it and I would have continued on bringing the good people who didn't want to bring the drama and the nonsense to my life because when you're after something, you don't need the extra drama. You don't need that extra bullshit in your life. And these people, you know, the in the artist's way, she talks about them as, uh, what does she call them? She calls oh, them... Uh, blocked creatives? Yeah, but crazy makers. Oh, crazy makers, yeah. Crazy makers, which is such a great term for, for manufactured chaos. Yeah. Get all the fucking crazy makers out of your life. And if they are a crazy maker and you really care about them and you really like them, you owe it to them to tell them the truth. You bring drama to my life. This is how you do it. A, B, C, D, all the way up to Z. I don't care how many things. And you tell them, you go straight to them. You say, you talk behind people's back. I don't like it. You come in here, you come into my life. You know, you do this shit. I don't like it. We don't need this. Stop doing it. You tell them that. And you say, listen, I get it. We don't have to connect over this stuff. We can connect over other stuff. You're making my life crazy. You're bringing in nonsense. I played a part. I'm not blaming you. I talked behind other people's backs with you, whatever you, whatever you did, however you joined in with the crazy maker, take ownership. Don't blame them. Tell them, Hey, this is how I, this is how I played a part in the crazy making. We crazy mm -hmm. made. Let's stop that. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I'm on to a new chapter in my life. I'm moving on. I, I see the bad part of that. And I got other things to do. Here's the thing, people. And I'm speaking to the audience for a second here. Cause like I speak to my younger self and I would say it to my younger self as I'd say it to all of you. If someone's, if you're allowing a crazy maker in your life, they are robbing you. Even unten unintentionally, they are robbing you of your greatness. They are robbing you of your, of your brilliance. They're robbing you of your creativity. They are stealing your good energy and they are getting you to use it for things that give you nothing. And the sooner you realize that lesson, the better your life will be. I promise you that. I promise you that. So if you really are their friend, you will help them stop being crazy makers. And if they don't want to stop, you say, listen, this is not by forever, but this is by for now. Mm -hmm. And when you figure that shit out, you're going to see that your trajectory changes and theirs doesn't. And they're going to look at you one day and you're going to be way on the fucking hill that they want to be. And they're going to come back to you and say, hey, you know what? Let's be friends again. And they will, they will come back because the proof's in the fucking pudding, you know, and chaos. I mean, this is such a great talk, Evan. Like we're really, I think we're really working through a, a point we have never really had a chance to decipher because chaos is such a valuable part of art, mm -hmm. right? But it's not, it's not take all it's, it's let's get the best cuts of it and let's get rid of the scraps right? Like, mm -hmm. but, but we need to learn, I think as creators, we need to learn to embrace chaos, but also have boundaries with chaos. That's kind of what I'm getting from this talk, you know, and I'm looking at it in my life. And also I would say one other thing I would say, it would be valuable for me to truly audit how I respond to chaos, mm -hmm. because sometimes I'm putting up with stuff I shouldn't be putting up with. And sometimes I'm 
victimizing myself to truth tellers, to truth moments, to things that are giving me a good message. And I need to yeah. get past that quicker. You know, like a day is not so bad. Fine. I, I, I was a little bit of a wimp for a day. Fine. I felt some feelings fine. But like, even that, like, I'd like that to be an hour, not a day, yeah. you know? So maybe I can get there, right? Maybe it can be a, a minute or 10 minutes, right? But like, you know, and maybe that's the best I can do. But you know what? I think you aspire to get manufactured drama out of your life. And the real drama of like going after what you want, that real character building drama. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's going to make me better. That's going to teach me lessons. That's fine. You know? And, yeah. And recognize I'm not in control of it all. And that's okay. You know, that's part of this game, right? Yeah, I think that that sort of that thing of like, what's the message in the mess? You know, if you can have the yeah. if you can have the presence of mind to to ask that question of yourself in in the midst of feeling that that because that that feeling of of chaos um, very often comes with stress and and all that stuff. But if you can have that moment where you can where you can yeah, really be mindful about the thing that's happening and and sort of ask that question. I think that you can help to, it can definitely help you to start deciphering what what the thing is that's happening. And because another thing is chaos is also change. You know, we can also yes. like look at it in that way too. Chaos is change. Without Without a little bit of chaos, there's no... There is no change. Otherwise, things would just be the same all the time, and that would be super boring. But there's something about, yeah, this this whole thing of of the kind of chaos that's being brought to you. You know, like is it is it a good friend who's just confronting you with some kind of thing that you've had a blinder to? Well, that's probably a good kind of chaos you know like especially like where if you trust the place where it's coming from and and whatever like there's there's something there as opposed to you know some person in your life who comes and says like oh did you hear what this person said about you you know it's yeah. just like yeah yeah what's the message in the mess here um oh maybe that you're just a crazy maker yeah as you're saying right because like what's like what what's the point in in you telling me something like that, right? What's good question to always ask. What's, yeah, what like, do you, what do you, what are you going for here? What's, what's your point in this? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Yeah. Right. Because, and it's interesting to me, I think that there's, it might be, you know, like, cause we're, we're probably reaching about the end of this one, but I, yeah. I've just been a thought that's been going in my head is how much people who are, were, we'll just say bad chaos is coming from people who are actually looking to control you. Right? Like I would, I would think that this is actually something that a lot of, yeah, like types like cult leaders or, you know, just like, or, or sociopathic people do, right? It's just like they present you with a kind of chaos to disrupt your worldview and it's all in an effort to control you mm -hmm. right like to pull the rug out from underneath you and then be this person who's giving you a solution right who's like, there to you hold know you up. should you know what you should do 
you should do this. Right. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's like, because that's often how, what comes from those crazy makers. Totally. Right. And it's just like, and, and why people do that? Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I won't dive too much. Into, like maybe it is that whole thing of, Another gives talk. people a, we'll some sense of control. Talk, yeah. yeah. Psychology and that's, that's uh, yeah. Thing. Well beyond our pay grade on yeah. this one, but it's, <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting thing to think about, but yeah, totally. chaos is uh, is is a is a form of change, and and you know, change is something that can be very difficult, but is also so necessary mm-hmm. for us as as human beings to you know to grow and to and and to evolve. And um, yeah, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. Yeah, at that. I like it, man. I, well, I like it, and yeah, we'll wrap it up. I will say this uh, on that change note because I feel like you brought in a really good element at the end. There was just ask yourself, is this, could this change be good for me or would this change be bad for me? Not how I would feel, but like for me as a person, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in what ways would it maybe be good, you know, if it's uncomfortable, because I don't think that we should be always trying to go for comfort all the time in our lives. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with comfort. I think having a little bit of comfort, a little safety, security, you know, all that stuff's really good, but if your whole life is just that, then, you know, maybe it is important that you branch out a little bit and reach a little bit. Right. Um, so, you know, but these are questions. Some of this stuff's personal. You have to figure it out for yourself. You know, there's no uh, blanket statement. We can say, Oh, this is good. And that's bad. But, mm-hmm. you know, we laid out some context. Okay. Hey, um, so the beer that I'm having and I, I'm always excited when I have these, Evan, it's a cream <laughs> ale. Oh, Nice. It's a cream ale. And um, this is Mount Begbie Brewing, which is in Revelstoke, uh, which I don't think I've ever had one of theirs. And um, I saw they had a, uh, a cream a cream ale come up, and it is tasty. The Begbie cream ale. Anyway, I definitely recommend it. It's really beautiful, Ken. Um, it's got a like a hiker on the edge of a mountain looking at a cliff and it's got these very like nature, like brown nature, gold colors to it. Can, can I see the can? I mean, people at yeah, home yeah. won't be on. Oh, it's nice. very, very pretty. Um, anyway, really nice beer, uh, a nice smooth cream ale, uh, easy and, and just, they don't, you know, I find them, I don't find that all the breweries do them very often. So when I find them, I'm always kind of excited. They're actually kind of, when they're done right, they're actually one of my favorite kinds of beers. Yeah. The, the, the cream ale. So yeah, anyway, that's what I'm having. And it's been, it's been great. This whole conversation. Yeah. I, I recently just had a cream ale. I was, uh, at a, a local brewery close to where I, I live. They had a, they had a cream ale and I was like, what? I haven't seen a cream ale yeah. <laughs> in a long time. It was fantastic. Um, that was from batch 44 in Seashelt. British nice. Columbia. Um, but that's not what I'm drinking today. I am drinking the Vancouver Island Brewing Mystic Haze Pale Ale. And it's great. It's uh it's like a hazy, hazy pale ale. It's not an IPA, it's just a hazy pale ale, and it's a little bit lighter, you know, it's four and a half percent, but it's great, a great summer beer in terms of artwork, like it's uh it's a beautiful. Oh, yeah, a little, uh, he's got a little animal on there. What? what kind yeah, of it's got it's got a wolf. It's got a couple of wolves on there. Nice. And uh, up in the mountains by the ocean, very very 
Pacific Northwest type of image with and, and the colors too, like the the purples and the magentas. The magentas, <laughs> Brandon. The magentas. <laughs> and with that, I will leave it. But it's been it's been it's great. Uh, this is the last one I've had of this uh, pack that I that I got a little while ago, and it's really tasty. Nice. Really tasty, perfect kind of summer summer beer. So, yeah. All right. Well, cool, man. Um, well, uh, wrapping it up. I don't know. Do you have final thoughts first or should I go first? If you you've feeling? got something, I, I don't have anything that's okay. popping into mind immediately. I, so. I don't either, but I'm going to wing it. <laughs> do okay, we so ever do I, anything what, else? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to take from this conversation is I do think we've covered a few things. One thing that I'm going to take away is uh, the good chaos, bad chaos, I think is a good kind of thing to decipher, you know, and I, if I'm getting caught in drama or I see drama coming up, it's really like, just doesn't matter. It's nothing. I'm going to be like, look, this is not an issue. I'm not getting into it. I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not getting sucked down that road. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good about that these days, but I'm sure it can pop up every now and then. And I can think of specific times where it did a little bit. So I'll, I'll be more on the ball about that. And I think everybody could be, that's one thing I'll take away. Another thing I'm taking away is, uh, I would say that as an artist and just as a person living my life is that I think what I can walk away from this conversation and kind of embrace a little bit is that if there's a little bit of chaos in my life, I'm going to look at that more as a good thing. Cause I think I've been looking at it a little bit as a negative and I'm going to kind of be like, great. If this chaos is coming up and I'm after something then that's probably good. It probably means I'm pushing myself a little bit out of my control, a little bit out of my comfort zone. And this probably means I'm reaching a little bit. It means I'm, I'm, I'm not like I'm on the edge a little bit of, of my life. I'm not just playing it so safe. So I'm going to kind of pat myself in the back a little bit for finding a little bit of chaos by pushing myself. And I'm also, and you said one thing, and this was my third takeaway that I think was really important for me is I'm really going to try to look at the message and not need to like it so much. Because I do mm -hmm. think I'm after that a lot. I think I'm a little bit like, well, what's the message? What's the good thing here? And it's like the silver lining. And it's like, no, maybe <laughs> the message is just like, don't do that. <laughs> Stop doing that. You're going down the wrong path or, you know, or this thing you like isn't actually good for you. And maybe you should like stop that, you know, like, and maybe sometimes the message is like a good thing, but like, I think I'm going to kind of be a little bit less critical of the message and be a little bit more open to just being like, whatever the message is, it's helping me. It's giving me something good. And sometimes I don't like the message I'm getting, the truth teller that's giving me the loving criticism, but maybe the loving criticism is just what I need right now. And maybe I'm just going to say thank you and try to appreciate it and even if I don't feel great about it, I'll try to like not victimize myself about sometimes hearing something or getting a message back. I don't necessarily want to get. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, those are kind of my takeaways from this. And yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited to hear what you, what you take away and what your thoughts are. Yeah. This was a fantastic return for me in terms of like, yeah, in terms of having a, a, longer hiatus than anticipated and coming back at it this this turned out to be a very nice rich one that i couldn't have anticipated 
some of the discoveries and, and things that, that came along the way. And yeah, for me, it's like this, you know, everything is relationship as you know, Brandon, and as we've discussed on this, on this before. And, and I think so much of this is, is about, has been about our relationship with chaos and, and hopefully getting to know chaos a little bit better. And for me, it's, it really is like recognize chaos as the truth teller. The truth teller has come to deliver me a message of some kind. I said, I, I, there's a good chance I won't be happy about it in the moment, but I will be happy about it eventually, you know, and, uh, and I don't necessarily know what this is for, but what is, you know, I can start by with that question. It's like, what is, what is the message in the mess? What is the message in the chaos, right? To help me at least identify, you know, whether it's a good chaos or a bad chaos, as we've touched on a little bit here, there's probably a lot more to be mined in, in that whole thing and understood. But, you know, I think that even, I mean, I think even if you can ask that question in the face of bad chaos, it's like, well, what's the message in this? It's like, oh, the message is that like, you're a fucking crazy maker and I need to either tell you that or I need to, to remove you from my life or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, there's, or remove there's, myself from, or remove life. myself from, from, from the situation. Yeah. Right. But there's, it's, that disruptive force that that confronts our i guess in many ways it's like it confronts our illusions of control our illusions about things and in many ways that's what the truth teller does it's just like hey you have some illusions about things you have some beliefs and ideas about things that actually probably need another some reexamination right? Because I'm introducing you with a new idea. I'm introducing you with a new thought. How will you respond to that? Mm. Right. And that's, that's, you know, the thing that I'm always trying to get better. How do I respond to the chaos? And, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to try better to, to take that moment to ask some of these questions that we've been talking about in the, in the face of it, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of not only do I think that we can prevent ourselves from unnecessary suffering, I think by um, getting to those questions quicker, um, by recognizing it and being making ourselves more aware of what's happening sooner, asking the questions and starting to understand the thing that's that's being presented to us the opportunity that's being presented to us the lesson that's being presented in in the chaos and and not only yeah from the pragmatic side of being able to just not have to be sitting in that longer than necessary but the opportunity for us to to grow and change because that's exactly what chaos is asking Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. 
Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.